Hey guys, welcome in. It is Brad with College Sportscast. And right now it's me. I am here to do our weekend wrap-up show, week 24, season two with you guys. Executed. I heard a fan offer free dipping dogs if I blew it. Wanted to have some fun, you know, execute. <laughs> Bomb. Stay as a team, execute, give 100%. Dipping dogs sound good. All right, guys, welcome back. It is Brad with College Sportscast. So usually I have uh, John Roberts here with me, but he is out of town on today, this weekend. So he is not going to be, and I'm checking with Jason to see if he might join me and join in. Um, so maybe I might have Jason Harrison, former Ole Miss point guard, uh, joining me for the show. But as of right now, you guys got me. Um, so welcome in, College Sportscast. Uh, this is our weekend wrap-up show, week 24. So please go to homefieldapparel.com. They got the really cool vintage premium collegiate gear there. There's over 180 teams to choose from. They are dropping stuff new um, every day, it seems like. I mean, the last, you know, seems like they're, they're doing new teams every single day. Last week was uh, six new Kentucky shirts. Um, and then... This week, there was some Duke stuff. There was some North Carolina stuff. There's some smaller schools, too. There's over 180 um, schools to choose from. But go to homefieldapparel.com and punch in our code CSCAST. If you are a first-time buyer, that code will get you a 15% discount. So, Jason... Looks like is trying to join me here in a second. So, um, when he gets when he gets ready, I will put him in um, so he can be here with me and we can bounce back and forth and talk about some of this stuff. But I'm going to open the show with this, guys. I got some big news um, here at College Sportscast. Two of us are now SEC media credentials. I am credentialed with Kentucky women's basketball, and John Roberts is credentialed with Auburn baseball. So um, there is two out of the three of us that are working in the SEC now, um, doing covering, covering sports. Like I said, I am with women's basketball right now. Um, John Roberts is with Auburn baseball. It'll be starting up in about two weeks, two weekends, actually about 12 days. Um, it'll be starting up. Um, and then even more big news. I was accepted from the SEC office 
guys, SEC office um, to cover the SEC women's college basketball tournament in Greenville, South Carolina. So um, big news. It's, uh, it's, it does, it, it takes a lot to get approved by the SEC. Um, I got to give a huge shout out. I got to give a huge shout out to Cammie Moore, who is the SID, the head public relations for Kentucky women's basketball. She put in a good word for me. She's allowed me this opportunity with Kentucky women's basketball and the SEC office contacted her and Greenville sports media and Jay um, and asking questions about me because I've never been there before. They don't know me. Uh, but I know for sure that they've done a little bit of checking in and um, proud to say that I got some good reports back from the SEC. And I have been approved by the SEC office to cover the women's college basketball tournament in Greenville, South Carolina. I don't know about you guys, but South Carolina is one of the best teams in the country on the women's side. And you got LSU and Angel Reese that's going to be there. And you got Tennessee. And you got, you know, I mean, you can just Mississippi State, Ole Miss. State, Ole Miss. You can go on down the list, um, you know. So it should be a very, very fun time and a fun tournament um, to cover the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament. You know, it's huge because this was not approved by the schools and all this. This was approved by the SEC office. So what that means is, is now that I've got approval from the SEC office, if I can do a good job, maybe, just maybe, I can get in with SEC media days and, you know, men's basketball tournament now and, you know, lots of other things. Baseball tournament, you know, I mean – there's lots of other things, you know, that could go along with this. So it's pretty exciting. Jason Harrison is with me now. Jason played in the SEC. He played at Ole Miss. He knows how important uh, and how hard it is, honestly, to get, to get in with the SEC like this. Um, extra hard. Extra hard. When the people in Birmingham take their time to approve you, because that's where their home offices are, yep. they approve you. They did their due diligence on you and feel like you're an asset. So that's a huge congratulations to you, Brad, because hey, we all know how hard you work, how much time you put in, and it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved because guess what? Somebody has to do it. Why not you? <laughs> hey, it is a big deal. I just wanted to come on and kind of announce it with you guys. Um, here on the show, ex especially, I, I've already said her name once, but her name is Cami Moore. She is the head of public relations for the Kentucky women's basketball. A lot of other schools call it SIDs. Uh, but anyways, sh huge shout out to her. I'm doing all kinds of stuff now with Green Sports Media. You can check out my coverage of women's Kentucky basketball at greenvillesportsmedia.com. Um, I'm, you can follow me on, um, Twitter as well, or Facebook at college sportscast. And I am doing and posting stuff. Kentucky just played today, lost another heartbreaker at Georgia 
75-68, but was in the game the entire game, led early. Um, And Kentucky women is playing better. They just got to get over that hump and and, and get a couple of wins under their belt again. They're on a four-game skid now. So, you know, um, you know, like I said, they got they're playing better. The last two games, they took Mississippi State to the wire in an overtime game that just beat LSU. Um, and then this Georgia team, um, they had a big girl in the middle that done most of their or a lot of their work, half of their work. Um, and you know, it kind of hurt them in the middle. She had 22 and 13. Nicholson is her last name from Georgia. Um, but anyways, you can check me out, Brad CS cast on Twitter. I post a bunch of stuff and cover, um, the women's and then, um, or college sports cast, um, on Facebook. And then Jason, I don't know if you heard me, but John Roberts has also been approved to cover, uh, media credentials for Auburn baseball as well. So good deal. Good deal. Yeah. So, so we are, you know, we're moving up. We're doing a lot of work um, covering SEC. We're SEC media credentialed now. And just so you know, Mr. Jason Harrison, if you want to get into something, just let me know. <laughs> and I will see if I can pull some strings for you, Mr. SEC guy. No doubt. I know somebody <laughs> who knows somebody now. So I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I know you know people, okay? I know this. You could get in if you want. Now, I know somebody who knows somebody else. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. You know way more people than I do, more that's in the business. So I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Former players and stuff that you have relationships with. I got you. How about this week, man? How about this week of sports in the SEC around the country? How about it? It's It's been a wild weekend. I mean, it's been a big weekend. There was lots of huge games and everything, so it's been a big weekend, to be quite mm-hmm. honest with you, in the basketball world. Look at there, guys. Hi from Australia. Mm. That's huge. So, thank you. That's Zach. This is Josh. Thank you on the congratulations. Ian from Australia giving me um, congratulations. So, I just want to put that up there and say thanks, guys. Um, but, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into some stuff that's going on here this week um, and, and kind of dig into that. I, I'm going to start, since I started talking about um, – the women's game. I think I'm going to start on the women's side and get into some stuff here. And just a couple of things that I want to mention on beyond what I talked about with Kentucky, man, if you not, if you are not paying attention to Caitlin Clark, she's, she's now 65 points away from becoming the women's games, all time leading scorer. She was 103 before yesterday's game. She dropped 38, had 12 rebounds, 
Um, she is 65 points shy of tying Kelsey Plum. And I don't know if you guys know that name, but she is a big-time WNBA player right now. She's been on the Olympic teams. Um, and Kelsey Plum is a top-notch women's basketball player, and she is a two-time WNBA champion. Yeah, yeah, two-time WNBA champ, yeah, um, and gold medalist, too, with the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, so. Um, Bonafide score. Yeah, absolutely. She scored over 35 point, 3,500 <laughs> points in her career, and she is the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. Caitlin Clark is now 65 points from breaking her record. So I wanted to start with that. And then also on this show on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, we were talking about the, the top 20 list for the Wooden Awards for men's and women's basketball. And I just want to give, give myself a little shout out here. I told you guys about a freshman guard by the name of Juju Watkins, okay? This girl is legit. And Stanford, okay, Cameron Brink, you got, you got, you know, the the coach out there with the most wins just past uh, Coach K and everything. And they they whoop up. She she scored. She Juju Watkins dropped 51. She's a freshman, y'all. Listen, I think if she were to stay in school for all four years, she could lead, she could break every record. But I don't think that she's going to stay that long. I think there's when she's never been, to declare, when she's there's she's never declare. been in the women's game, it hasn't happened yet. But there's a couple of, there's a few other, okay? So, um, Hannah Hidalgo from, from Notre Dame dropped 35 yesterday. Yesterday, she's a freshman. The, all right. The women's so, game is I mean, the women's game is growing right before our eyes. Well, like, man, there's a, a Mason, I forgot what her down in uh Texas. She's a freshman. I'd have to go back and look at it, but she's a freshman and, and playing lights out. But Hannah Hidalgo from Notre Dame and Juju Watkins, I put both of those. In my top six for the Wooden Award last week, and they both showed out on me on Saturday. So I, I just like these girls, man. The game is changing. <laughs> man, hey, they are. And don't you can't forget the uh, young lady up there in Utah, because uh, I when I pulled up the top twenty-five women in the country you know that this list is, a, is phenomenal this is a WNBA list absolutely the, I, the, I, the, I, I called out the whole top 20 list on Tuesday's show this past week mm, and then mm, and then after we did that then I you know we did like our pick six and mm -hmm. I picked you know my own six mm -hmm. um you know and and don't get me wrong I had Paige Bukers and I had Caitlin Clark and I had um Angel Reese, um, I'm trying to think who the important ones I put in there. 
Who would it have been? You probably said Alyssa Pugh from Utah. Um, she she's uh she's a no. Cool I said girl. I said Cam, I said Cameron Brink from from Stanford. Yeah, yeah. I just seen yeah. I just seen Cameron Brink. Yeah, she's yeah. She's I said double double, double yeah, machine. Yeah, she's in there too. I said Cameron Brink, and then my fifth and sixth spots was Juju Watkins and Hannah Hidalgo. That was my top six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'm looking at this list. It's a lot because I've been seeing highlights. Because you know, man, look these these young ladies are getting to it. You can tell they they love the game just as much as the guys. Man, yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to move to just a, a one or two things here with football. Um, they are having a conference. Um, the college football playoff is having. Um, a little conference coming up soon. I think it's this coming week. They're having a conference. There is a small amount of buzz about further playoff expansion already. And we hadn't even got into it and had to dwell. They heard they heard you say, do away with the bowls. We got the we got the, the pop tart to. bowl. We got the God they need the, to. I'm serious as a heart. We got we got the uh 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 Roman noodle bowl. We got yes. all these bowls. We even got you know, I, I, I think we can't we we've come to a point in which, like you said, we're starting to stop give out participation trophies. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, um, if we want to be real with these guys, we probably do have to uh cut it out. Uh, so because um, it's a lot of great teams out here, but it's a lot of times we're not watching these games. The viewership I don't is really there. think it's going to happen yet because it's not a big amount of buzz, but there is a small amount of buzz about it already, and we hadn't even got to 2024 and the 12 team college football playoff yet. So what I, I I think the um, the Power Five schools try to get as close as they can to emulating the NFL. Right. Um, yeah. So if you have, and you're talking about a 12 team playoff, that's similar to the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. You know, yeah. you have, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, you have the first round, you have divisionals, then you have. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's this idea, you know, of kind of having two big, kind of like AFC, NFC, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, you know, having, having tournaments within the them side and in the two meeting kind of like the Super Bowl there has been you know I mean I don't know if it'll ever come to that but I there's already been talk of stuff like that to be honest well when when and you and you said it and I've said it before when you have uh, 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 so much money involved and you're paying the kids well now you have to start hey if we paying you and you're not performing, you don't go to no bowl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your season's over with. Yeah. Pack it up and, and, and take it in. We had, we, had, we had 41 bowls, <laughs> okay, which is 82 teams, I think. I think it was 41 this time. And there wasn't even enough six and six teams to fill the bowls. They had to drop down and get some five and seven teams to fill the bowls. Well, you do know there was a couple of teams that were in their transitional year. They were that that was added. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
they added those and they wasn't, you know, they, they, they had said they wasn't going to, but they wind up adding those two schools just to fill a couple of other spots. And then they still had to add some five and seven teams on top of that. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to bring that up kind of to go with that yesterday, the SEC and the Big Ten announced a partnership to address college issues. And I'm bringing this up, kind of goes in hand in hand with what I was just talking about, where you have an AFC and an NFC, and they're controlling it all. And, you know, you go through the AFC and you go through the NFC and you have a little tournament and the two winners meet and have a have a quote unquote Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I, these are the two leagues. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's the SEC and the Big Ten. And for them to partner up already and to address college issues, I'm just saying, guys, I think it's coming. I really do. Right, listen, if we're being frank, this, um, with the exception of the ACC as well, you have to already say that the powerhouses are the SEC and the Big Ten right now. And so if they can address um, certain things, certain issues that we talk about, because it's, they, it's going to be a cap. It's going to be a cap. It's going to be a cap, man. It's going to have to be. We're going to have to cap this thing, yeah. So because it's the wild, wild west right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of issues that I think yeah, they're yeah. going to talk about. That's not the only issue that they're going to talk yeah. about what I was talking about. But it's just interesting to me to see them partner up already because the SEC and the Big Ten really don't like each other, okay? Like, you know, I mean, you know, they really don't like each other. And the fan bases don't really like each other, you know. Um, so. That's, you know, it, it was just interesting to me, you know, to see that. So he says, Lauren Jackson. Oh, she was a, she was a bona fide baller. She was a bona fide baller. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, and then the last thing I want to bring up about football is this. What's going on at Tennessee and Virginia with um, NIL investigations? And now they have filed lawsuits against the NCAA. And the NCAA has been losing lawsuits left and right. So it's not looking like this looks like a mess that's fixing to happen. Um, and... I'm not sure it's chaos, to be quite honest with you, Jason. And I'm not sure where this goes. The NCAA is trying their best to get a hold of some of these NIL violations. But the court system, when these you know teams and players and everybody else has been filing these lawsuits against Maybe. them, they've Maybe. been coming out on the short end of the stick nine times out of ten. 
Yeah. Um, it's kind of like we said, some something's going on, but when you're yeah. talking about suing the NCAA, the NCAA then bags off because they don't want any lawsuits. And I don't have a problem with the NCAA. The only thing that I had a problem with the NCAA was they were not trying to bargain, should I say. They were not trying to see what everyone else was saying about, you know, the the, the money description. You know, for so long and so long, the coaches were getting all the money and the players were doing the work. And so, I mean, like I told you, I like it, but like I said, if we if we can find a common ground to put 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 rules in place with these kids, well, okay, you can get a percentage of this because you really don't necessarily need all of it. Because I'm for every kid getting as much money as they can the way that these coaches are being uh, paid. Now, do I realize that a kid doesn't need a thirty thousand dollar check in college? Yes. Do I realize that a kid may need a thousand to two thousand a month, you know, to, to make sure that they're straight so they can help out their parents and do this? Yes, I, I can get that part. But when you start throwing these huge numbers out, and not only are not are they getting it in cash, then you already know money really doesn't change you. It really enhances who you already are, and then it changes everybody around you. So when it's a money grab, everybody's involved. So, it's like tough, you said, it's, it's, it's other tough problems. To stay competitive. It's tough to stay competitive too, Jason. When somebody it's, throws thirteen point seven, when somebody throws thirteen point seven million dollars at you, and you're a seventeen, eighteen year old kid, you you, you, you know you, you you have to be well granted. You have to have uh, a fortress built around you. You see what I'm saying? It's and so it's yeah. tough to stay competitive. I mean, what what why do you, you know what I'm saying? When you're 17 or 18, your mindset is almost like, why do I even need to continue to do this? I already got I my made I made it. I made yeah, it. I have I, I have money that I can start my yeah. life with. I can help my folks. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on it. That's why I said it's gonna be a cap. It's gonna be a cap, and then there's gonna be rules. But see, like I said, the NCAA dropped the ball on once they knew where this game was going. They should have tried to create bylaws. Did you know what they're worried about? A rule that they messed up: the transfer rule. See what I'm saying? The transfer yeah. rule. The transfer portal. Up. That's another one. The transfer portal. They said you could only transfer one time. Well, guess what? Some players sued the NCAA, or not? I mean, filed against the NCAA yeah. Yeah. in court against them. And guess yeah. what? The court system said no. Nope. That's that's against their legal rights, and now they're saying that they can they can come in and out anytime they want to. I don't like that. I think the damn court should stay the hell out of it. The courts wasn't in it when 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 NCAA said you you can't transfer and you can't you have to set out a year. Why the hell is the courts in it now? I don't understand why the court system is in it. I, you know, it really doesn't make any sense to me. Not really. Um, I mean, I understand people are filing it. Uh, nobody was doing that 10 years ago when, you know, or six years ago or whenever, when you still had to set out a year and you, you, you couldn't transfer, you know. But so the NCAA opens up the door and says, hey, you can transfer once for free and, and not have to sit out. And then all of a sudden now everybody wants to 
like fight them and and everything and and file through the court system and the court system is letting them win all this stuff and again like you said jason it's kind of like the wild wild west it really is it really is yeah i mean it's kind of like the wild wild west to be honest all right so we're going to get to some college basketball scoreboard here guys um we going to talk about yesterday's starting with yesterday's games the first game of the day was yukon at st john's um yukon played some pretty good ball handled the business at st john's uh, you know a tough environment there you got rick patino in his first year they have been playing some better ball but yukon comes out on top 77 to 64 in this game marquette um, manhandled Georgetown yesterday, 91 to 57. These are top 25 scores from yesterday, by the way. Texas went into TCU, who's ranked 25th in the country, and won a big game on the road, 77 to 66 at TCU. Um, Utah came up short at San Diego State. Utah was a 17th ranked team in the country this week. And they come up short at San Diego State, 81 to 67. Kansas. I was really kind of surprised by this game yesterday, just to be honest with you. Houston have been playing really well um, lately. Uh, and I and Kansas really hasn't played that well. They had lost like two out of four. And even one of the games they won, they beat Cincinnati at home and got pretty lucky to win to win that game and kansas really hadn't been playing well but they played excellent yesterday they literally shot 70 percent jason the first half 70 percent i mean kind of hard to lose when you when the ball's going in the hole kind of hard yeah. to lose and yeah. then houston wouldn't make it anything yeah so, you know and they jumped out to a big lead they held on um Kansas played really well. They have a freshman that's coming on. Furphy yeah. is his last name. He's he, they inserted him into the starting lineup, and he's really he had 17 points yesterday, um, which is a player bonus um, for Kansas that they haven't had all season, and he's really coming along. Um, I want to give him a shout out. Um, Kansas won. This was in Lawrence. This was at the Fog. So, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough game. I was just kind of surprised that Houston really was never really in this game. That, Man, that's that's what I want. Houston is a tough team. I think I think they they play their style of basketball that they play at home on the road. You know, when, when you are when you at home, you spend so many hours in your gym. And on the road, you you got to just take better shots. I think they take hero shots when they get down. They were Ole Miss looks like them when they Cryer Cryer got hot at one point there and kind of brought them back to about eight or ten. Not going to beat good teams with one player yeah. unless his name is Kevin Durant, Michael Beasley. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I'm just talking about the big dog, uh, yeah. Glenn Robinson. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about guys who could just impact the game, not just scoring, but facilitating and rebound that can dominate a game. So it's right. It, it, it's kind of hard to do that. Like I said, and everybody's good. 
everybody has a chance to win. If you yep. don't bring so it, Kansas, so Kansas basically dominated them for the most part of the game. Um, like I said, the, the you know after early because they they jumped on them early. I mean, they, about eight or ten is about the closest they ever got. Um, they wind up getting beat seventy eight to sixty five in Lawrence, UCF. Beat Oklahoma at home, seventy-four to sixty-three. Uh, Oklahoma was the twenty-third ranked team in the country. Texas Tech—it's hard to get a win down there in Central Florida now. Not, it is not a nice scenery down there. Central Florida, good weather. Good yep. weather down there. <laughs> oh, it is good weather down there. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Texas Tech, who had been leading the Big Twelve, I haven't looked at the standings. I'm not sure. Now, uh, but they lose at home. Cincinnati gets a really, really big win. <laughs> Excuse me. Texas three point Tech. Win. Yeah, three-point win. Three-point win, 75 to 72. That's a huge win for them on the road. Um, and then Jason, my next game I got to talk about here is Auburn and LS or Auburn and Ole Miss. And you know, Ole Miss had been playing pretty well, they play well at home. Uh, they jumped out actually on Auburn early, had a 10-point lead earlier in the game, and Auburn just, you know, got in that juggernaut and just put the put the hammer to them really and beat them 91 to 77 at home. Um Name of the I game. Know you probably paid attention to that game. Jason Harrison well, here is a former Ole Miss player. So I'm not gonna lie to you, Brad. I was at the casino yesterday, and so, yeah, I was in West Memphis. Just got back this morning. I took a uh, uh, a daddy day and went and hung out with some buddies of mine. Okay, uh, paid it. I I saw the first half because you know Memphis is just an hour away from Oxford, so I right. started to drive over and make an appearance over there, but I was like, no. Nah. But then I wouldn't have been able to do it because it was protests on the bridge uh, yesterday. Uh, it was a big thing. You probably hear about it later on. It was a big thing. Could nobody come in or out? Arkansas to Tennessee, because both bridges would have been a protest. Lasted for four hours. Really? So I'm just going to say that. So um, I'm glad I didn't decide to do it. But okay. yeah, man, I always jumped out like you said. But hey, man, at the end of the day, when you're making shots, when you I guess outscored by 20 points in the second half. Well, Auburn's got a great offense when it gets going. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do. Yeah. yeah. Sure do. Um, sure, sure got to give a lot of credit. I hate to see it. Chris Beard's done an awesome job at Ole Miss in his very first year, bringing guys in. They, you know, revamping the whole roster, basically. Um, I mean – there's a couple of guys that are, you know, that, that are there that was there last year, a few guys that are playing, but most of the roster is kind of revamped. Um, and uh he's done he's doing a fantastic job. Morell was there last year and played well and he's playing a good Morell and, and, uh Field was there last yeah. year. Um but like you said, when you when you when you flip a roster like they did and then you don't get to production. Uh, even though Al Al Flanagan was at Auburn, he came over. He was super aggressive yesterday. But that's you know, a tough had, game for him to to have to go yeah. against Auburn. Yeah, but at, at but at the same time, when you when you when your guard goes two for twelve, you see what I'm saying? You go 
You, you, in the production, you don't get because the production. Auburn, you Flanagan's an Auburn graduate, you know. Yeah, I mean, played yeah. there. It's, that's a tough game for him. Well, see, it, it's it's a background game too because his dad was an Auburn legend. His dad was I grew yeah. up with his dad with Flanagan. I mean, brothers so, yeah. played there. Everything. I mean, there's been a bunch of Flanagans. Yep. His Jason there. Flanagan played with me at Ole Miss. We grew up in the same neighborhood. Flanagan. Mm-hmm. All we all yeah. grew up. So yeah, yeah. but but I. I Man, when you gotta look at it, you 12 three pointers, they go 12 for uh 27, and then but but you when you look at the box score, they score 56 points in, in the second, second half. half. Yeah, in that's the second 20, half. Yeah, that's hey, that, I mean, that's like the I said, their offense just got clicking, they've got a juggernaut when that happens, and they won 91 to 77 in Oxford yesterday. Big win for them. Um FAU handles Tulsa. FAU is 20 in the country, 102 to 70. Um, BYU gets a, a nice road victory, 86 to 73, um, and they're ranked 22nd in the country. That's a Big 12 road victory for them. Um, and then we get to North Carolina and Duke. Great game, except I feel like North Carolina kind of Midway, late first half, kind of jumped out five or ten points, and 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 really never, you know, it's it wasn't quite like the Kansas-Houston game because I feel like Duke hung around a little bit longer than than what they did, but I feel like after about the six eight minute mark of the first half, it was mostly an eight or 10, 12, 15 point game. It was, I think. North Carolina, this is how I feel. They knew that they were better than Duke. And so they play, they're playing with such a high level of confidence right now. It's it's unmatched right now. And then they play well at home, you know. So Yeah, I mean I it was at home and 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 you know there's there'll be return dates on all these big games. Kansas and, and Houston and Duke, North Carolina, and the Kentucky uh, Tennessee game. We'll get to that in a little bit, but you know. Getting close on that one, but okay. So North Carolina wins at home, ninety-three to eighty-four over Duke yesterday. Iowa State had a late buzzer beater taken off the board. I don't know if you seen that or not, Jason, but uh, they had a late three taken off the board uh, because it was after the after the clock. Um, they reviewed it. They he hit it. Uh, but they reviewed it, and it was still in his hand, and they took it off the board, and Baylor survives at home 70-68 to 68, um, over Iowa State. Both these teams are ranked. This was a ranked versus ranked game. Baylor was at home um, at in Waco. They're 18, and Iowa State is 12. It's a tough loss, especially when they hit the shot, and, I, you know, the team thought they won. Because it was right, you know, I mean, just the ball, you know, just, you know, I mean, it was a bang, bang play. And it really looked like that they they had won, but it was taken off the board. Uh, so uh, big win by Baylor at home and a tough loss for Iowa State, the Cyclones, um, to lose that way yesterday. 
And then that gets me to Kentucky, Tennessee at Rupp yesterday. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not happy, not satisfied with the way Kentucky's playing ball. Not whatsoever. Their defense is horrific. I mean, horrific. And it's very hard for me. I'm a coach at heart. Okay. I've been a coach. I'm a, I think like a coach. I behave like a coach. I act like a coach. I it's it's very hard for me to sit and not say something about a guy who just consistently watches terrible damn defense and does nothing about it. As a coach, you have to have an arsenal of thoughts and ways and 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 strategies and everything to help your team win. And I just don't understand the concept of throwing the ball out and and just whatever happens happens. I'm just going to let them play and I'm not going to do a damn thing. I just I don't understand that concept whatsoever. That's what is happening at Kentucky. Kentucky's defense is atrocious. Atrocious. Tennessee's a good team. I'm not going to take anything away from them. Dalton Connect is fantastic. Yesterday, we made uh, Ziggler and and James look like all Americans. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we made them look like, look, I'm not going to say they're not good players, but they're certainly not all Americans, but they sure looked like it yesterday. <laughs> when, hey, when I saw that score, I thought it was the NBA score. I thought it was a misprint. Yeah, like Tennessee. I mean, now, Tennessee. Tennessee has more. lost three of their last four games and scored over 91 points a game. How do you lose three games and score 91, 92, and 93 points? Like you said, man, you you you're playing one end of the court, but have you ever heard of that, Jason? I I don't know that I have ever heard of a team losing three games and scored ninety two points a game. That 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 says a lot, though, man. That says a lot, man. I, mean, I don't but, know that I've ever heard of that. But I mean, but look 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 who they're losing to. You gotta understand. I mean, we. When, and I, I'm bringing up the box scores right well, they're now. They're losing to teams. I mean, they're honestly they're losing to a lot of teams that have really good offense. And and when you and when you when you pair that with a team that don't play any defense, I mean, you know. But my issue is this, Jason. If you're the coach, why in the hell aren't you making adjustments? Like it and and doing something different, I don't understand what, that. What adjustments could he really make? You gotta understand. If here's the thing, and with coaching, and this is this is this is the toughest thing right now. What do you mean? There's like there's 20 different types of defense that you could play. Okay, you play zone, they start and but they're hitting shots. So do you really want to play zone? Then you don't really want to do something that you really don't work a on. Good coach Jason will mix it up. I can understand that. A good coach, you don't stay in a zone and let them bust and shoot. That's not how. But a good coach 
Well, they, they might throw five different defenses at, defenses at you. You know, if I can agree with that. If you're struggling uh, defensively, you got to do something. You can't just sit there and watch it. Man, it's hard, man, because like you said, then, then, then you get into a score for all. You know, everybody's scoring, everybody's scoring, but the minute you start not Nick, the ball's not going in the basket. I mean, he's in trouble because there's they still got to play Auburn that's got a juggernaut offense. You know, they still got to play Alabama that's even better than Auburn on offense. They got to play Tennessee again on that, that that's got a great offense. I mean, I'm telling you that with this defense, if adjustments and something is not made. This Kentucky team is in trouble, and it's such a shame because they have one of the best offenses in the country. That don't matter, though, Brad. They have one of the worst defenses. But but really, that don't matter now because if you're preaching we got to score, 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 when you can't score, it's hard to fathom, like, we got to play defense. We got, But why the big boys back there, why they not blocking shots, getting rebound? That's the defense. You don't think well, I mean, as you a guard. Oh, he played think. 16 minutes yesterday and he had four blocks. But but still though. I mean, you know. He, he ain't guard guard. Your, your guards, you are just as good as your guards. Whoever has the better guards are normally going to well, win. Well, in this game, in this day and time, it's all about on-ball defense. Guard play. Your guard play has you to get, set the tone. you get blown by all the time, then you're putting your team in rotation. All the time, you're putting your well, team in rotation. I would and say this because guess yeah. what? You're leaving somebody open in the corner. You're leaving somebody open on the backside. When you put your team in rotation every time on defense, that's what happens. Like I said, guys, I'm a coach. I can talk this ball and and talk strategies and coach all day long. But, but. That's Jason knows I'm right. That's what happens. I mean, I mean, you, you, you're, you're 100 correct. I can't say that. The only thing I would say is, you, if, if I know I don't have a team that can, that I can wear down from a defensive standpoint, I still have to bag them up because you're still playing the game a little bit different. You're playing to try to get to. You're playing four minute increments. That's what the college game is. Four minute increments because. Every four minutes, it's a TV timeout. And so you're trying to break the game down and play. Can you make adjustments in the four minutes? You sure can. But you know as a coach, when you get to a certain level, you don't want to be playing a lot of people. You want people to get a rhythm. You want people to understand, hey, this is going on. But I am with you. Sometimes you just got to throw what you think you can do out the bat and just make it's the better, adjustments. It's better right than in. just watching them run up down the floor and score score on you at will. Yeah, you're right. You 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 have you know? to always switch some stuff up. You can't stay the same. I totally agree with that. I mean, I just don't understand it. Kentucky, you know, Tennessee jumped out 10, 12, 15 points pretty early on inside the first six, eight minutes. Kentucky did close it. They closed it to four at halftime. They they closed it to one once in the second half. They closed it to two another time in the second half. Uh, but 
wound up getting beat by 11. It was a bunch of free throws at the end that Tennessee was hitting, and Kentucky was, you know, trying to make some plays and miss stuff at the end. Um, and they wound up getting beat 103 to 92, give up 103, the most points ever scored by Tennessee in Rupp Arena, in Lexington, not so, just Rupp Arena, in so Lexington. The, 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 the crazy thing about this is, and I'm looking at the standards in the SEC because we're, we're both having SEC guys. Let's just say it, you know, we love yeah, the game. Yeah. We love the game. We love all. I think Ole Miss football. and Kentucky are both sitting at five and four in the standings. Both four of them sitting at five and four. Yeah. Three games. Then you got Alabama at eight and one. South Carolina, which to me, that's Seven the coach of the year. That's yeah. the coach of the year. That's the coach of the year. That's right hands now. down. Right, right now, now he, I agree with right you. now he is the coach of the year. You know, yeah. uh, halfway but, through, we're nine games through an eighteen game schedule. So yeah. halfway through, I agree with you. He's the coach of the year. Now, if they can keep it up, that's what's up. So, now these next nine games, it's it's a dog fight. You got Auburn's right there, too, aren't they? Seven and two. Auburn is right. Uh, seven and two. They're tied with South Carolina. Yeah. You know, you know, and that's why I think the, old, the, six the, SEC, the SEC might get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The SEC might get in. Florida's a stretch, but they're a good team. One, two. There's a chance just, they could get eight. One. That's what I'm counting right now. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven. Texas and them because yeah. they've had a they, 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 they Florida are question marks right now. Yeah. So you and, and then you're looking at two, four, one, two, three, four, five, six. You have six for sure NCAA teams. Yeah. Six for sure NCAA teams with the possibility of Mike getting a seventh. But Florida, I think they could eight depends on how it plays out. I mean, just depends on how yeah. it plays out. Yeah, this these, these last nine games in this SEC tournament, it's gonna say a lot. I mean, Alabama yesterday, the last game I talked about on the scoreboard here is Alabama absolutely demolished Mississippi State at home, ninety-nine to sixty-seven. Mississippi State has been struggling away from home. They play a whole lot better at home than they do on the road. They have some good players. Hubbard's a great player. Uh, Tulo Smith's a great player. I mean, Mississippi State is a really good team, but they have struggled away from home, away from Starkville. Yeah. And Alabama is one of the best offenses. Kentucky and Alabama are probably one, two, or two and three in the country as far as offenses in the in the country. Right about that. Right yeah. about that. All right, so I'm going to switch it up and go to today's scores. As soon as I get this to come up, I know Purdue beat Wisconsin 75-69 to at Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, it's more games, more top 25 actions coming on uh, later on in the day. We're probably getting ready to start up here in a little bit. You know, you got Nebraska. Against Illinois, 14 right Illinois. You got Stanford uh going to Arizona. And then, like you said, Purdue pulled out a win 65-79 against uh Wisconsin on the road. Good road victory. Um, then you got a bunch of other games uh, that are going on. Uh, I think that uh the Timber two lanes gonna be pretty good. Um UAB and SMU, that's gonna be a good one later on as well. Um uh, yeah, man, you, you you have a bunch of 
a couple it's that of time of the year. Another unheralded game from yesterday was Drake at Indiana State yesterday. Um, and Indiana State pulled out an eight-point win at home for the Sycamores. Drake was 18 and four. Indiana State is 19 and three. This is Missouri Valley Conference that I'm talking about here. That was a very underrated game. Those are two um, uh, really great teams out of the Missouri Valley. The problem here is Missouri Valley may only get one team into the dance. And now Indiana State has a clear advantage. Indiana State was 10 and one before today, yesterday. And Drake was nine and two, and then Indiana State beats them, so they now have, a, you know, a two-game advantage and have the head-to-head. So, um, Indiana State may have their best team since 1979 in Larry Bird. That's saying a lot, man. That's saying a lot. That, that is saying a lot now. That is saying a yeah. lot. I'm serious. Like they may have their best team. They were pretty good last year. Um, but you know, stumbled a few times, didn't get in. And then this year they are really like, they really have a good team. Um, the Sycamores do. Um, so Terre Haute, Indiana, just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> I grew up not too far from there when I was a little boy. I, my dad got transferred went from about three to nine or something like that to a little town called Jasper, Indiana. Um, and and I grew up there for it wasn't too far from Terre Haute um, or French Lick, where Larry Bird is from. This was a few years after this is when Bird was playing at the Celtics from like 80, I don't know, 81 to like well, let me take it back. No, it would have been late 70s. He might it might have been when Larry Bird was playing. I would have been there when Larry Bird was playing. Yeah. I mean, I was little. I don't really remember a whole lot of it. But anyways, so uh, just thought I'd throw that in there about Indiana State and the Drake. We picked it in the game day pick them, and I thought I'd throw that in there. All right, Jason. It's time. It's time for the good, the bad, and the public. (laughs) <laughs> well, we said I can go with the good. <laughs> I got the bad and ugly too. Yeah, the good. Uh, freshman phenom out of Southern California. She is one, and I and I think and, and I'm I'm gonna piggyback on it. It's a lot of good about the women's college game, college basketball game right now. It's a lot of good. She there just is. one. She's just one story. That you can continue to go on. You can talk about the, the scoring record, by you can talk about South Carolina's dominance. You can talk about all the great individual players that you have in college women's basketball. And and to be honest, I'm really loving it because now, Jason, it's, yesterday, yesterday alone, there was either three or four triple doubles in the women's game yesterday. Mm, in one day, that's what I said. I, I want to say Juju Smith. Uh, not Juju Smith, but uh, what's her name? Juju Watkins. Uh, I want to say her name. Juju, Juju Watkins. I want to say yeah, yep. make sure I'm thinking. I just said the football the wide receiver, but Juju Watkins, man, it's she is just one of many stories that is good about the women's game right now. 
Yeah, if you pay attention, and I and I may not even have that number right, but I know there was at least three or four triple doubles in one day in the women's college basketball game yesterday. Man, that that is that is, whew, that is totally, yeah. totally, 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 totally remarkable. Man, I'm, I'm yeah, loving the I way mean, the game is going for the women right now. That's good, I, and I'm, I'm loving to see it. Yeah, man, you got to give it to them. I, I agree with you on that. The women's uh, game itself, but the level of play and the amount of players and stuff that's playing in the game now is fantastic. If you are not fantastic. paying attention, if you're not paying attention to women's basketball, you should. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying that you have to watch it. 24/7 like you do football and and basketball and stuff you know I'm but to pay attention to it to watch some of to watch the better games to watch the better players and 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 to pay attention to it the game deserves that if you ask me yeah. all it right so is. I guess you know my good I'm gonna go with the top teams I mean yesterday was well, including today with Purdue and Wisconsin, there was four top ten matchups in college basketball yesterday um, and one today. It was three yesterday and one today. You had Houston, Kansas. You had Duke, North Carolina. And you had Tennessee and Kentucky. And all three of those games – in about five weeks, guys, we get a rematch. The return home game is the last day of the college basketball season, March 9th. Mark it down on your calendar, guys. Instead of being yesterday, it was at Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky. On March 9th, it will be at Houston, Duke, and Tennessee. The return visit of those top 10 matchups is coming March the 9th. Mm. Mm. Yeah. About five weeks from today or from yesterday. All right. So that's that's gonna be my good. Um I I, I love basketball and I love watching big basketball games like that. I watched them all yesterday. All those big games, I watched them all. So, yeah. all right, the bad, Jason. What's what's the bad this week in college sports? Uh, I'm going to have to harp on your Kentucky Wildcats. Um, from a schematic standpoint, that you mentioned, well, they lost three out of four, so I can't blame you. Yeah, from a schematic, because it, it definitely it, it can get ugly, but I think it's bad because you've been a diehard Kentucky fan all your life, um, and you've seen the staple of the defensive schematics that Kentucky normally shows. And so when you give up, a, I've never seen. I could be wrong. I don't know the last time that a team, an opposing team, scored a hundred points in regulation. Against Kentucky, you know, I, it, it might have been a couple overtime games that it would have happened. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
But that was a shock of Kentucky giving up 100 points to their rival, Tennessee. And At Tennessee, one time, Jason, they were on pace to score 120. Exactly. And so, to me, that was bad. That was bad. I mean, that was bad. And I can say that, that, that to me, that is bad <laughs> because Kentucky, you know you go to Kentucky, you know you're going to get everybody's best shot. You go to North Carolina, you go to any school that's a blue blood school that has rich tradition, you have to be ready to play your best basketball game no matter what because the other team is going to bring it. So, I'm going to go with that one for my bad. I mean, I, I can't blame you on that one at all. Um, the bad right now, I'm going to go with what, something similar to what we talked about when we opened the show up. I'm going to go with the, the chaos that's going on between the NCAA and the court system. Um, and, you know, all the stuff that's happening where the court system seems to be um, undermining anything and everything that the NCAA tries to do anymore um and it's you know for the all-around aspect of college sports whether we're talking basketball football women's basketball i mean whatever baseball whatever we're talking about it's not a good thing to have such chaos and being undermined with every every turn you do and everything that's happening and i mean that's definitely a bad, bad sign with what's going on in the co- in the college game. That was going to be my ugly. Okay, that was going to be my ugly. Well, you can go right ahead there. and use it because uh, I, I was I got one that's similar to what you got. So, all right, yeah. there's your. So, there. <laughs> tell me what your ugly is. That that's my ugly. The NCAA trying to get a handle on the can of worms they open up by unleashing everything you know they didn't they just like you know what forget it do everything but now you want to kind of tighten the rope up and now you're getting a bunch of resistance now people know how to uh effectively go around the ncaa uh and and, and get what they want years decades it even even happened with their one-time transfer rule yeah decades for decades, the NCAA to me was a was a was an entity that you could not penetrate. It right. was set in stone. The yeah. NCAA does allow absolutely for fifty years, 40, 50 years. Back. For yeah. decades, but now it's like they met their match, and and this shows me that the NCAA knew that they needed to do something, but they were just filling pockets up and saying no, they're amateurs, things like that. And I think it's coming back to bite them, and that showed the lack of leadership control that we're having. It, it's uh, pure chaos, and it's not good for the game. On, I mean, not, whether, whether we're talking about baseball, whether we're talking about anything, football, anything, whatever, yeah, you know, any, anything. Any so, sport, it's you know, it, it's not good for the game, to be honest. And and and, and to to <clears> think about, if you're not at a school that has some donors, like you're not going to get the top players anymore, like. Unless a kid just wants to come to your institution, and that's so, any sport right now. So to add to what you're talking about here, I'm going to throw something else at you off the top that I did not say about the Tennessee deal. Okay, so the NCAA announced an investigation NIL. So the NCAA has put a um, 
a pause basically on the Tennessee collective that they say that they say has violated their rules. Okay. Well, Tennessee has filed in court for the NCAA to not be able to do that. Probably so, get now, wish. so now they're not only are they fighting about whether or not there was wrong or not, they're also fighting about whether or not they can still use that collective because right now the NCAA has a hold on it. But Tennessee is trying to get the NCAA to, to let them off the hook and be able to use that collective still. And I'm not saying that any of that is right or wrong. But what I am saying is this, if, if the, if the NCAA doesn't have some kind of a power, but I want, I want to state that with that it has to be a swift investigation. It has to be a swift, you know, punishment. You can't hold their, their, you know, you know, you can't hold their collective collateral in this and then take two years to to come up with a punishment you know what i mean that's ncaa's got to get way better at what they're doing but i understand that they would do something like that and then say okay within 30 days we're gonna have a punishment we're gonna have we're gonna have a determination you know what i'm saying um and something like that has to happen if you're going to get this under control. Hey, we're, we're heading to uncharted territory right now. Yeah. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm going to be honest with you, Jason. My ugly is Kentucky's defense. I mean, yeah. I don't know that, I don't know that Kentucky's defense can get any worse. Honestly. It can. You, you, I, you give them Jason, a hundred points. I'm going to throw a number out at you and you tell me, just you've been a coach as well. You coach at AAU, okay? So you've been a player and a coach. And I know you think more like a player, but I know that you've been a coach as well. So I'm going to throw this number out to you. Yesterday, Tennessee scored on Kentucky at a 1.3 point per possession. 1.3 points per possession. I, listen, guys, a one is terrible defense. If you're giving up one point per possession, that's terrible defense. Good teams only give you about 0. 0.6 or 0. 0.7 mm-hmm. points per possession. Really good defensive teams give you around 0. 0.7. 0. 0.6, 0. 0.65, 0. 0.7. 1.3 points per possession is unheard of. I don't know that I've ever even heard that. That's, that's except for nice. except for AAU ball. I mean, you might go play AAU ball <laughs> on people do that. I mean, hey, listen. I've seen that AAU ball. I have. Funny story. Uh, I think I told you that about uh, – one of your players down in um, in Kentucky, he's right there right now, the Reeves kid. 
Uh, he played uh, Mid Midwest Elite, and they had about eight players. Eight players. We played them at eight o'clock in the morning, and I had a big team. But I looked down there, and I saw them uh, uh, warming up. And they wasn't warming up like it was eight o'clock in the morning. And I looked at my guy who was coaching. I said, Ooh, we in trouble. He's like, why you say that? I'm like, man, look how they warming up. They pass, pass, shot. They're working on swinging the ball. What I like to call the swing, swing action. Sometimes you got to swing, swing to get that shot you really want, that rhythm shot. And so they were really just working that way. And Reeves was on that team. And they beat us almost about 40 at 8 o'clock in the morning because they played so well together. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, man, their defense is just atrocious, absolutely horrendous. I've never seen um, – I've never seen Kentucky's defense ever be that bad, ever. Not ever. Not that bad. That bad, you're right. So they got to get together. They got to get together. Yeah. I can say the thing um, about Ole Miss. Ole Miss has got to put two ugly. halves together again. That's they all gotta, say. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I could have said something about my Ole Miss team. We got four losses, two by the same school. You know, we got to get that going. We got to get that going. We got to get that going. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, the poll will come out tomorrow. The new poll out. Tennessee took a loss earlier in the beat, beat Kentucky, so I don't really think we'll see Tennessee – Drop all that much from their five spot. Um, the top five handled their business uh, besides Houston. Houston lost in the top five this week. Um, well, and Tennessee. Tennessee lost earlier in the week to South Carolina. That's why we were talking about South Carolina being uh, Ferris being SEC coach of the year so far right now, too. So, um, <clears throat> But uh, we're going to see some changes. Kentucky's going to fall. Pretty far, I think. Um, Duke's going to fall. Wisconsin lost twice this week. They were sixth last week. They're going to fall. So we're going to see some changes in the poll. Um, And, Jason, it's February, man. You know what that means? Hey, it's the last full month. The last month before you make this run. I mean, it's February. It's it's time to make some run, you know, to – to get your team straight and to make some runs. Um, I mean, you, you don't have – I think Kentucky has 10 games left, I think. Man, look, it's, it's here. Yeah. It's here. I mean, it's the 1st of February, so, you know, uh, there's not a whole lot of time to play around with things anymore. It's time no. to get it figured out. It's time to get it figured out and, you know, create some cohesiveness because if you don't create some cohesiveness – before the tournament time comes, I mean, you, you know, these other teams that are doing it are going to put you out. That's just all there is to it. Bottom line. Bottom line. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So we will see you guys on Tuesday night. We will do our big fuss show. I think Jason will be on with me. I'm not sure if um, John Roberts will be back or not. He is out of town. I can't remember how long he told me he was going to be out of town. So I can't remember exactly 
if he's going to be back in two nights or not. Uh, but we, me and Jason will be on here for sure. Um, and, uh, possibly Hammonds too, might have Hammonds on. Um, and, uh, we will do our big fuss show, college sportscast, big fuss show, try to have some, some good topics might piggyback off of one or two of these topics. Um, and, uh, cause I think we had a couple of, couple of things here today that could have been good debate topics so i might piggyback off of them to create a couple of them and come up with a few others so uh we do our news and debate show it'll be at eight o'clock central time on tuesday night and jason i appreciate you joining me always having fun with you man always a good one man always good All right, man. We are uh, halfway through the SEC. Like I said, we got 10 games left. It's February. We got, I think it's five weeks from yesterday is the last day of the regular season. It's coming to the end. In college college basketball. By the way, before we jump off here, I will be in Greenville, South Carolina, March the 6th through the 10th. You already got your hotel. You better book the hotel. You better book your hotel. Get your Airbnb. They're going like hotcakes. I just got the news yesterday, so no, I do not have it booked. You better better get on it. You're going to be (laughs) – No, I do not. You see those prices, you're going to go get your Airbnb. (laughs) Yeah, I might have to do that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But – so the show, we'll see. I don't know if we'll be able, you know, I'm not sure what we'll do the, those uh, days. That, that'll that be the week before the men's uh, um, championship. I'm going to say you're going to do a remarkable job. Kind of and they're going to say, hey, Brad, do you think that you could possibly uh, go to Nashville and uh, cover cover the guys with we're going to, we'll take care of things. I'm, I'm, I'm an hour from Nashville, Jason. Yeah, I'm an hour from Nashville. I would love to. Yeah. I can actually, I don't have to get a hotel to do that. Back I can drive back. Because <laughs> I'm literally an hour from Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good deal. Where good I am. I could drive back and forth. I don't have to get a hotel for that. Now, yeah. I will have to get a hotel to, to go to Greenville or Airbnb yeah. or something yeah. Um, yeah. You know, to go to Greenville, um, South Carolina. No doubt, no but, doubt. All right, man. We will see you guys on Tuesday for the Big Fuss Show. This has been Brad and Jason with uh, College Sports Cast, the weekend wrap-up show, week 24. See you next time, guys.